Welcome to Modern Pipeliner Podcast, Energy Industry Interviews, Season 1. Interviews of key players in the energy industry. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good to have you here. I'm just going to go right into it, and we're going to get to know a little bit about you and your company, and, and what we're about is energy industry interviews, interviewing all, yeah. all the great people such as yourself. So with that being said, what's your story? What's your resume? How did you get to here? Let us know. Well, all right, Tim, I appreciate you having me on and uh, we'll get right into it and I'll try to make it quick. But so back in, I, I started off in the industry. I, I went to trade school, had a non-destructive testing class. So I went through that and got into the in industry and stuff. And I moved around. I originally lived in Opelousas and moved to New Orleans, got into it out there. And from there, found a woman that I ended up marrying. We moved back to Opelousas. I was working in Lafayette. And then we rolled into Sulphur. And every time I came to Sulphur, which is where she was from, I saw the opportunity there. Um, as a young man, I, I thought that would be a good opportunity and stuff. So ended up in Sulphur, worked there for five years for a company. And in 2005, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> I wish, 1995, I got introduced to some guys and they offered me a position. I interviewed a couple of times. And um, so I ended up going to work for this company and stuff. And, uh, you know, the owner was super guy. I learned a lot from him, took a lot of ass chewings. Yeah. But it was always in, you know what I mean? Like they were, him and the general manager, these these two guys, Dow Miller and, and Pat Manuel, they just, I don't know, I, I could accept constructive criticism real well. You know what I mean? I always felt like um, they were trying to help me, but at the same time, it's like, ah, damn, I, I feel like I'm doing the right thing, you know, but <laughs> there's always more we can do, right? So, and they taught me that, you know, I had two kids right away and so being a manager you know I, before i went there i was doing my job pretty well and stuff to where people i wanted customers to call me and stuff so i could feed those two little fellas and, and my wife as well so you know i got there they ended up hiring me and stuff and i thought well everybody works like i do and i was wrong you know and but i learned a lot from that you know what i mean it's it's kind of like uh, it's how you treat people and stuff and how you talk to people makes a big difference and stuff. And so there was some things that went on, you know, we, we only had a few, four trucks, maybe there time I started and it was in June of 95 by September. I reached out to some guys that I'd worked with in the past, brought them on board. Just, you know, we, we made some good changes and the owner and the general manager was on board with it and stuff. So we were, you know, by September, you know, we, we were able to make some pretty good changes, grow the business and stuff. And we had, we had nine trucks by then. So from there, we just kind of keep rolling on. And again, this is more of an industrial side. I wasn't in the pipeline sector at all. I say at all, we did do some pipeline work and stuff out of our Lafayette office. So maybe, maybe the Baton Rouge office as well I, I was not familiar with that at all i was just used to working on the industrial side so from there we just we start growing it and you know making some money and stuff and it was fun just like i said these two guys were very instrumental in where i'm at today That's awesome. just from the, from the things that i've learned from them 
and they're those two guys have been you know they're they're successful of course but their energy just kind of gave me energy as well which i've never really had to wake up in the morning and go i, I just i need energy i've always been you know self-driven person and stuff just like yourself so that's great so we go from there and they they sell the company to team industrial services at the time back in 2000 2001 somewhere around there and uh you know the guy that i worked for actually became our general manager so he oversaw everything that all of our offices and stuff so it was kind of you know there was no big transition of anything and stuff it's like all right well we all still together well they made some changes brought, bought another company out of bankruptcy and then put those guys over us and the you know i mean start a lot of head knocking going on and stuff and so we neil eventually went off and started his own company with three trucks and yeah i, I was still with team at the time so I kind of was stuck in limbo. I was like, maybe I'm going to go start my own company because I don't want to be here. You know, I mean, they, the changes they had made, the company that they bought out of bankruptcy was going to bankrupt us. And I was like, well, it's, you know, I don't want to be no part of this. Yeah. The way they manage it and stuff. And that, it's nothing against team. If anybody ever hears this, team is a great company. I yeah. know a lot of people that work for team. Yeah. But at that time, you know, the things that they were doing, just I didn't feel comfortable with and stuff. Right. So no strike against them, you know. So I ended up opening an office for Neil in 2005 in Sulphur. And we we start growing and stuff. And at that time, it was probably about when I started getting into the pipeline side of it. I started going up to the Haynesville Shell. You know, we were doing a lot of stuff for the Barnett Shell. and I. I would basically hire, you know, a technician and a helper and, you know, send them up there, send them up there and stuff. And as that started to slow down, Haynesville Shell was starting. So I started making my way up there and I got hooked up with some guys with Petrohawk, mm -hmm. which is now Kingdom Morgan, of course, and was able to kind of grow that area and stuff. We never really got into opening an office up there. As it got slower and stuff, we kind of moved down to Eagleford Shell, just like everybody else. You know, we moved around. And But as a company and stuff, we were growing and got to opening different offices and stuff. I was part of opening out of the port office, which is doing really well, right? We opened an office in, in Colorado, Fort Worth. I actually bought a company in Fort Worth. We had an office there, but we did buy a company that they do a lot of well testing and stuff. And then they do x-ray as well. So we combined those two offices and opened up in Odessa and bought another company in Pennsylvania. That's, you know, so over time and stuff, we eventually went from, you know, the three trucks that he started with to just growing it, hiring good people. We, we really have a good group of guys that that I get to work with every day and stuff. And so I eventually just became our director over to all the sales guys and stuff. I don't really consider that a title because I still, I want to get out there and sell, but sure. I do sure. appreciate the fact that I get to help these guys. You know what I mean? Been in the industry long enough to where if they have questions, I can always give them my thoughts. And, you know, sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's wrong, even though I've been there that long and then, in the industry and stuff, it doesn't mean it's always right. Right. So, um, 
so right now that's kind of where we're at you know the industry's coming you know the market's coming back and stuff and it's it's been fun it's probably the first time maybe two months ago where i heard hey we need to hire people yeah <laughs> yeah so it's been a fight for everybody and the struggles for everybody we were able to kind of work through it and stay you know stay afloat so yeah. we we're gonna keep on pressing man good 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 yeah, that's a great story, Scott, to hear it all all the way through, you know. So when would you say that you became passionate about your focus in energy? Immediately. The relationships that, and you know, anytime, and I, and I wasn't just in sales at the time, I was doing management and sales. So those two together can take up a lot of your time if you're trying to line up guys to go to work and then you're trying to go, right. go pick the work as well and stuff and then eventually but even in that moment you know, you know to answer your question was like you know the passion came when you can go and, and visit a guy and stuff and then next thing you know you're having dinner with his him and his wife right. and then he's coming over to your house and you're hanging out and stuff i was like man that's you know yeah and everybody b builds those relationships and stuff and it's i thought that was probably the best part of it yeah, and yeah. and I still do that, you know. Um, of course, to go to go sit with someone in a duck blind or whatever, <laughs> you know, go sit on a boat. I I love building relationships, and you know, I, I I hope I can keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and I've been out with you as well, and we've had some good old times for sure. Absolutely. So, um. When you first started your profession, you know, what is something that's more challenging than you had expected it to be? Probably from a more of a employee side, you know, I think that from a sales side, people are always going to be willing to give you an opportunity. If you can go sit in front of someone, I, <laughs> I always use the 300% or, you know, like a, a batter in baseball. Let me go see 10 people. If I can get three of them, you know, I did well. Yeah. I mean, I would love to get more, but, you know, people kind of just don't know. Right. But from an employee side, sometimes I, I just saw things that kind of distract me and stuff. And the way our youth is coming up and stuff, you know, there's so many drugs and stuff out there. And it's like, you know, you got a good employee and maybe you go to drug screening. You know what I mean? And, and then something came up and it's like, didn't see that in that guy. Right. 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 Uh, and, and it's, it's disturbing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they have so much potential. And so they allow themselves to get into that position. And for me, that's, that's just upset. It's up, it, <clears throat> sorry. It upsets me and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And <clears throat> in the staffing world that I'm involved in, those are the questions I have to hammer on these guys, you know, like, cause as soon as we get that phone call, you know, your butt's going down there to go do it. You know, so, right. you, you know, I mean, don't lie because it's the first thing that's going to happen. Gotcha. And, and yeah. lo and behold, you know, you'll have one or two of them, you know, that'll tell you, hey, I'm good. I'm good. And then, all right, we'll go down there. And then they just never even show up or something, you know, it's like, guy, you know, yeah. why, why did we do this song and dance here even? Yeah, it is some... Uh... I'm not going to say disturbing because there's so many good guys out there, but sure. it's definitely distracting. 
you know, yeah. it's like, and it puts you in a bind, you know, as well as us and stuff sometimes. So. Exactly. So what are some good life lessons that you learned from the industry? Well, I would say, you know, and, and I don't want to recover what we just talked about sure. and stuff, but I would say that, you know, the, the, the people that I've got to meet and stuff and, 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 you know, from like I told you, when I started, I was 25 years old. I got into management and I was very fortunate that at a young age, I had people that were able to help me be where I'm at today. Yeah. And these were two good guys that took me on and said, We're, you know, <laughs> you're going to do this pretty much. Yeah. And they didn't know me, you know, but they they could see. Yeah. That's the good in me. And, yeah. and I, and I think that, you know, those type of lessons I try to pass on, like I try to look at people and stuff. And, and I look back at in, in, in the years that I was a manager and <clears throat> how many guys are out there that I hired that are doing well. Right. Um, and I heard a lot and, yeah. and there's a lot of them that <laughs> I actually compete against now and stuff, yeah. but, you know, at the end of the day, um, I, you know, the lesson is, you know, just keep keep doing what I do and stuff because, you know, I, I want to see people, whether we compete against them or not, if, if, if I brought them in and, I, you know what I mean, I've helped them along the way and stuff, I guess it's no different than a football coach, you know what I mean, taking yeah. someone in, all right, you got to go now and stuff. And yeah. so – that's just part of life. You know what I mean? Part of business. They, they're going to, people are going to know they're good and they're going to go tap them on the shoulder and stuff. And so that's been, I, I, like, I would, and I run across these guys so many times and I'm like, you know, just, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Just running into them at future events and things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a few handful of guys that I know in the industry that I've, you know, put, put them under my wing for, in a, for a period of time and that there, none of those guys are making less than a hundred K a year, you know, and, right. and, yeah. and, you know, you do that for people, it changes their life and the family's life. And, you know, it's the lessons that they, that you teach them, you know, just like you're talking about the lessons that you were taught, you know, and then you, pass you, it on. You know? Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing wrong. And so what is, let's say, what was your worst and best project? Well, I guess the worst one, I don't know if it's the worst one, you know, because there's been a couple of times where we've, I've had a project go kind of bad and stuff. And well, we all you know, have. I, 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 I think like, that's why it's a good question know, is because so, everyone's so I, got one. Absolutely. But, it, you know, it's it's so hard to detail sometimes because in our industry and, you know, you and I have had this conversation before is that when we send a truck out there, we have no eyes in these guys. You know what I mean? Their job is to go do what they're supposed to do. But it doesn't mean if it's not being overlooked by someone else that they're not doing their job so in our industry you got a you know a technician and an assistant and you expect those guys to go because i can't go sit out right. there and watch every day you know we all have 
jobs to do and stuff. So, so many things can go wrong if, you know, that, you know, you're trusting you, those two guys to do what they need to do or three, whatever it is and stuff. And we've had some, some projects go wrong and, you know, it's hard to look at one. I know we screwed up on a job a long time ago. I was young and, and our G, GM came to me and he said, Hey, you know, you need to go talk to the VP, you know, him of the contractor and take him to an LSU game. We're going to take y'all to Tennessee and LSU and he's a big LSU guy. So I said, I don't want to do that. We need to fix this shit. You know what I mean? Like we, we screwed up. Let's fix it. And he said, man, just go talk to him. So I go talk to the guy and he's like, yeah, let's go. So me and him and our wives, we go up to, you know, Knoxville. And, but it, I, I've never felt comfortable about that. You know I mean? That was a long time ago. So it, obviously it's over with, but we, we screwed that job up and I felt like we, you know, we need to own up to what we did and we didn't, you know what I mean? I, I got to go <laughs> play golf and go to the LSU game and, we now we did it did cost us a lot of money and stuff not just for that trip we paid and stuff but i don't know i always felt like that was and i was young like i said and and i just i never appreciated that part of it and stuff so we all have the worst projects under our belts but what was your best project oh tell man you know if if I tell you that I had the one best project, I would be taken away from a lot of people and stuff because I've had a lot of them, man. And those are always, you know, the ones that you appreciate where everything goes well, you know, right. and, and just in the last few years, just, um, so we'll leave that one at that. Good, good. And so what is something positive about you outside of work that most familiar with your work would not know? Well, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> my golf game is pretty good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, people don't know this, and I don't know if people ever get this opportunity to have. So I would say, Besides my work industry and stuff, and then my friends that I have, yeah, you know, I probably have a group of about 20-some guys, and we play golf on the weekends or whatever. They're not always all there, but the group of friends that I have made, and, and you know, I mean, just like my pipeline buddies, sure. this group of guys sure. are guys that I see on a regular basis, and uh, we go cut up, you know, we go on golf trips and stuff. You know, I, I enjoy, I'm an outdoors guy. I can't stand to be inside whether or not i'm looking outside going you know i want to go do something so yeah. i just always been that way so you know but probably the fishing and golfing that's two of my favorites man can't good. beat them good yeah well i think anybody people... wants to go to hackberry and go fishing tell them yeah to call me. there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah man no i hadn't been over that way in a little bit but I imagine I'll be there here in the next few months or something heading that direction. You know, what's something about your industry that's changed recently that's kind of like unexpected in, in a sense? COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't know, Tim. 
you know, that anything's changed that much other than the work, you know, our, our industry obviously slowed down for several different reasons and stuff, but I feel like that's pretty much on the comeback right now. So, uh, you know, that that's a good question and a fair question, but uh, I don't have that much for that one. Yeah. Y'all still, still rocking along. Yeah. Unexpected, but we deal with the, with it, how we need to. <laughs> Absolutely. Are there any decent sized projects coming down the pipeline? What are y'all keeping your eyes on? What is uh, coming up in the market that you'd like to discuss? So, you know, we, we started, you started to look at Kinder Morgan and these guys, what they're fixing to come out with, what Williams is doing up in North Louisiana again. Uh, we're seeing a lot of stuff out there. So it's kind of, I, I, to me, what everything that I'm seeing is, looks like it was, you know, probably maybe three years ago, not four or five years ago, but just all these bigger projects that's been put on hold and stuff are starting to, you know, come to fruition and stuff. And it's like, I think 23 and 24 looks really good and stuff, you know, good. going into the, going into the future and stuff. Good. So what is your vision for energy in the next five, 10, 50 years in the future? I mean, I with, with all this, <laughs> with all that's going on, you know, but go ahead. Oh, I don't know. I think we've always, we're in an industry and stuff where it's always going to be needed. You know, and I, I don't see that changing and stuff. I know, you know, everybody, you know, a lot of people want something different, you know, depending on whether you're Democrat or Republican and stuff. And, it, you know, I mean, just some people want to see different changes and stuff. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of things you can't change. We have to have it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think, you know, in the next I think for the next 10 years, 20 years, not much is going to change. You know, it's just my thought. Yeah. I mean, we'll have peaks and valleys just like we, I mean, just it is what it is, but, yeah. and I hate using that um, phrase, but. We've got about 10 minutes left here. What is something that you would like to ask the host of Modern Pipeliner? Well, I haven't thought about that, Tim. <laughs> no, no, you, you, okay. you you know, you, you travel around, you see a lot of things and stuff as well. I mean, I guess you guys seeing the same things that we're seeing that, you know, I mean, everything's kind of starting to get to where we would like for it to be, you know, and, and what locations, you know, I mean, you guys are working in, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, actually where we've been working, supporting contract construction companies, we've been actually going over more Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia way. And so that's kind of been rare for me to kind of do more work that way with supporting personnel over there. But I've also been seeing like a large uptick in upstream, which is out in Permian area, at least. And so it seems like, you know, upstream's going, maybe in a few other locations. So usually midstream and downstream kind of fall after that. I've seen some really large refineries and plant projects coming up. And so usually that'll have lines laying into them. And so as these big multi-billion dollar jobs are happening, I'm sure there's going to be pipelines coming into those new facilities and things down in Corpus area, down that ways, then 
you know, becoming a hub. So yeah, I think you're still going to get set up, especially if we're going to be exporting product, you know, you're going to watch, watch those port areas and, you know, all the plants in between there and, and stations in between there. And, you know, there's still going to yeah, be so, all, all the maintenance you know, on the assets as well, you know, so that are already existing. So. Yeah. I've, I've been in sulfur for a long time. And, you know, I look at that ship channel now and what it is, you know, with Cameron LNG and, and Chenier and, and they're, you know, I mean, Driftwood, what they're fixing to do and stuff. And it's, yeah. it's crazy. Like you said, you know, you get in those ports and, and, you know, waterways and stuff. And it's like, man, yeah, they, they Corpus done. I mean, they, they've gotten overwhelmed with just, we, and we've never really been able to kind of tap into that market because we've never had an office there. I think that's, one of the locations we were actually looking at going into right before yeah. COVID. Um, and then we, you know, we put it off and stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, it's a lot of good work out there. You know, I've, yeah. Do you guys have a, any event or products or services or anything that we can help you guys promote to the audience? Well, you know, I, I guess as a subcontractor and stuff that, you know, we, we typically don't put on our own event and stuff. You know, we, we, you know, you've seen us cooking and stuff for the yeah. clay shoot. And we do gumbo. The same thing. Yeah. We, we do the same thing down in Port Aransas. We try to help out on Louisiana stuff as well. So, but doing our own personal event and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, I guess, something that we've never really looked at. Probably not a bad idea though, to, yeah. you know, grab a bunch of people and go try to, you know, I mean, people are always going to want to come help out and join in. So yeah. we may need to look into that, Tim. A f- fishing event yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. Hackberry, I live right down the road. <laughs> there we go. There we go. What is the best way for the audience to support you guys or your company and get in contact with y'all for ordering some x-ray services? To me. <laughs> have a website and stuff um, yeah. i think if you take a look at our website and, and our industry has kind of gotten to uh where you know the old conventional radiography and stuff it's it's never going to be obsolete but it's it's getting more and more where people want either a crawler and it saves it a, a lot of time okay. um and now we're, we have an rtr unit which is real-time radio it's uh, really jam up equipment that we you know so we're keeping up with every you know with 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 all the things that are going on as these these guys come in and they don't want a buttload of film you know what i mean it's like it's all done it's pretty cool i think if y'all you know people look at our website and stuff they'll yeah. see that so and, uh, yeah. what's the website again nis uh yeah. like nis see my shirt mm-hmm. ndt.com there you go perfect you perfect Well, Scott, it's been a pleasure catching back up with you Uh, and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and prepare all this in the next few weeks and get you guys some little content to help promote you guys going into 2023 and, and hopefully you gain some new audience, maybe some new, some new people come visit you that you didn't know about yet. And I appreciate it, Tim. Hey, Scott, it's been good catching up. I'll catch up with you soon, sir. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Take you care, too, brother. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye. I thought party people for that skin.